Good morning. Today we'll be studying the 12th chapter of Hilchot Shabbat. And this chapter will deal with the least uh, amount of melachot. We're going to deal with three melachot in this chapter, Hav'ara, um, Kibiyah, and Hotza'ah. And the first uh, melacha Harambam is going to deal with, Hav'ara, is the only melacha out of the 39 melachot that is explicitly mentioned and prohibited in the Torah. Uh, even though in this chapter we'll see uh, there is an allusion to Hotza'ah, but when HaKadosh Baruch Hu instructed actually in this week's parasha, parashat b'shalah, um, uh, to the Jews not, in, re- in regards to keeping Shabbat, HaKadosh Baruch Hu told the Jewish people, Lo esh beyom ha-shabbat. <coughs> And it's the only melacha that's explicitly prohibited from the Torah. In Choshabat, Perik Yod Bet, Halacha Aleph. Hamavair Koshu Hayab, anyone who sets fire to anything is liable. Behu, Shiyet Sarich La Efer, provided that he needs the ash of the fire. Aval Imhi Vair Derech Hashata Patur. However, if his purpose of setting the fire is solely to be destructive, he would be exempt. As he is uh, destroying, and we mentioned that any melacha that is done destructively, one would be patur. But we're going to see in a couple of minutes, uh, there are some qualifications for this. Anyone who uh, sets fire to a stack of produce of his fellow, or burns his uh, dwelling place, Hayab, he would be liable. Even though he is being destructive, because his intention is to take revenge on someone that he uh, despises. And his uh, conscience is cooled and his anger is forgotten. And it's as if he is tearing his clothes uh, for someone that passed away or out of anger, that he would be liable. And it's as if he uh, is comparable to someone who strikes his friend uh, when he is angry. As we mentioned before, the reasoning for this is the following. As all of these things are constructively building, uh, his um, his evil uh, inclination, and it's as if he's fixing um, his evil impulse. So to anyone who lights a lamp or lights wood, either to warm himself or for the purpose uh, to have light, he would be liable. Basically, back in the day, um, they would heat uh, metal to a very, very hot temperature, and it would cause uh, the metal to be a little bit elastic, and then they would uh, put, uh, they would plunge the metal in water in order to uh, harden it. Anyone who heats uh, metal in order to temper it, the process that I just mentioned is called tempering. 
in order to by plunging it in water one would be liable as heating the metal uh, would be a toleda of mavir it would be liable they would heat the metal to a very very hot temperature <coughs> so one would be liable because of of ara one who extinguishes any fire at all would be liable. Anyone who extinguishes a lamp or anyone who extinguishes uh, wood uh, from a fire. <coughs> However, anyone who extinguishes um, metal, uh, as we mentioned before in the tempering of metal, one, no, rather, anyone who extinguishes uh, Fire uh, from a met, made out of metal would be exempt. However, if it was done uh, to temper the metal, as you mentioned before, they would plunge the metal into water, one would be liable. As the ironsmith smiths would do, uh, would do, uh, would temper the metal by plunging it into water. And we mentioned before that uh, the melachot were to distance people from their daily uh, work. And this is the process that we, met, that we talked about, that the ironsmith back in the day would heat the metal until it was extremely, extremely hot and it was and it would glow red, just like coals would glow red. And then they would plunge it in water in order to harden it. And that's what the tempers, the tzaref would do it. And one who would, who does this on Shabbat would be liable as it is a derivative of Mechabeh. And it is permitted to extinguish a hot metal that is on fire in a public domain, in order for uh, the masses not to be uh, injured or hurt by it. Anyone who uh, adds oil to a lamp that is already lit would be liable uh, because it is a derivative of ma'ir, because you're causing the fire to be left longer. Anyone who uses some of the oil that is already inside the lamp, one would be liable as you are bringing closer the time of extinguishing. A fire that breaks out on Shabbat, one who extinguishes it because of monetary loss would be liable. As, as uh, the law, monetary loss does not override Shabbat, only uh, the loss of life overrides Shabbat. Therefore, people who, um, who are in this fire, for example, in a house with, uh, with a safe uh, that, may, that the fire might burn the safe, the people that are in the house should get themselves out in order for them not to die. And they should leave the fire alight. 
even if the fire will burn the entire city. Just something to keep in mind. Uh, we mentioned this idea before about halakha and halakha la uh, All of these halakhot that we're talking about in the Mishneh Torah are halakha in theory. And, uh, I'm, and I'm not sure, uh, practically, if a fire is breaking out in a house, uh, what uh, one would do. Uh, if one wants the answer to that question, you can ask your local Orthodox uh, rabbi. Now this halakha is going to deal with an extremely interesting uh, concept called gerama. One may make a barrier with vessels. Either full or empty in order for the fire not to pass through where the barrier is. Even uh, vessels, uh, pottery vessels that are filled with water, one may make a barrier with them. As despite the fact that these vessels will burst and extinguish the fire, because they indirectly cause the fire to be extinguished, it is permitted. And one may invert a dish over a lamp in order to prevent a uh, wall or a rafter from catching fire. So there, there is one. Of, there is a solution for if a fire uh, breaks uh, breaks out in one's home. And we use this uh, idea of geramav indirectly causing, um, causing extinguishing uh, of a fire. We use this. It seems from Harambam that geramav is only applicable for uh, extinguishing a fire. However, there are chachamim uh, that apply this concept of geramav uh, for other cases as well. And I'm not sure if. Harambam would agree that you can, one can use the concept of gerama for other uh, situations in Halakh, in Hilchot Shabbat. Halakhah <laughs> he, a box, a chest, or a cupboard that, that caught fire. Mevi or gedi vechayotzebo medivarim she'en ha'ur melahetet otan, uforso ala katseh she'adayin lo nisraf, kedeh she'lo ta'avor lo ha'esh. One may bring a goat skin or some other type of non-flammable material and put it over the part that is not yet burning in order to prevent the fire from spreading onto uh, that area. If a cloak or garment catches fire, one may unfold it and wear it. And it doesn't matter by doing so that the fire uh, was extinguished. If the fire is extinguished by you doing so, then the fire was extinguished. So to a Sefer Torah that uh, caught fire, one may unroll it, and he, un he may unroll it and read in it, and it doesn't matter if in the process of doing so, the fire uh, be was extinguished. 
And one may pour water on the side of a cloth that has not yet caught fire. And it doesn't matter that by doing so, uh, the fire was extinguished. If one forgot uh, a lit fire on, to on top of a wooden table, one may tip over the wooden table and it caused, indirectly cause the lamp to fall. And if the lamp was extinguished, but in the process, then it was extinguished. However, if the lamp was um, if the lamp had already been left there on Friday, if it was placed there on Friday already, despite the fact that it may uh, become it may be extinguished, the lamp may not be moved uh, once it falls on the floor because you set aside deliberately uh, the the lamp to be used uh, as, no, sorry, you set aside the table to be used from before Shabbat to be a base for something that is Asur, therefore uh, you're not allowed to uh, carry it because it is, uh, <clears throat> because it is Muktzeh. Halacha If a non-Jew comes to extinguish the fire, one may not tell him to extinguish or not to extinguish, as we are not responsible for his shivita, for his resting on Shabbat. However, a minor that comes to extinguish the fire, we do not allow him to extinguish the fire and <coughs> provided that he is acting uh, with the awareness of his father <coughs> however if he is acting on his own accord the court is not instructed to um, to prevent him from Extinguishing, extinguishing the fire. And in the case of a fire, Chachamim permitted uh, one to tell a goy, a goy uh, and to declare that anyone who extinguishes the fire uh, does not uh, lose out by doing so. And this is uh, the second, the last milacha uh, we're going to deal with. And Hotza'ah takes up a number of chapters uh, in Shabbat, as we'll see. And we'll translate Hotza'ah uh, as transporting. And in the sense that we've talked about the milachot, that they are trans transformations. That one is by doing hotza'ah, by transporting one object from one domain to another domain, he is transforming the location or dimensions of the object from one domain to another domain. And it is unique, uh, in contrast to the other melachot, that no new product is created 
by hotza. Rather, it is the transporting of an object from one domain to another domain. Transporting an object again from one domain to another domain is one of the avot melachot. Despite the fact that it was said and taught uh, with all of the other um, substantive uh, laws of the Torah, right, from that it was told from God to Moshe at Sinai, it is alluded to uh, in the Torah. Rabbi Yohanan in Masechet Shabbat, Tzadi Vav Amud Bet, actually mentions this exact idea. This is Harambam's source. As it says in the Torah, Ish ve'isha al ya'asu od melacha litrumat ha-kodesh ba'ikale ha'am mehavi. Let neither man nor woman make any more work for the offering of the sanctuary. This is in reference of the Mishkan. So the people were restrained from bringing, and the people stopped, ceased from bringing. Halamalta, from here you learn, that bringing and transferring, transporting one object from another to another is called a melacha. So too it was uh, taught orally, and so to, similarly, it was taught by tradition that if one transports anything in a public domain for a distance of four amot, four cubits, uh, which is about two meters or around uh, six feet or so, if, again, if one transfers uh, something from a public domain uh, for a distance of four amot or more, he, it is equivalent to transferring it from one domain to another, and one would be liable. Just a quick um, explanation of Rishut Harabim. Rishut Harabim in Harambam's definition, as we'll see, at the Shem in the next chapter, uh, is 16 amot wide, uh, basically a large road. And the Mishnah uh, in Masechet Hagiga has a very beautiful idea and something relevant to our halakha. It says that Shabbat keharerim teluyim se'ara, that the laws of Shabbat are as if connected by a very thin uh, hair. Mikra mu'at ve'alachot harbeh ve'henhen gufe Torah. They have very small... Um, sourcing in the humash. However, they have many laws that we practice, and these are the substantive laws of the Torah. And again, it's Masechet Mishnayot and Hagigah, Mishnah Aleph, Halakha Het. Sorry, Perik Aleph, Halakha Het. Halakha Tet. En ham motzim reshut hayav. 
आज यूथी का शिओर हम मोइन मेरे शुद्ध यहीद मेरे शुद्ध रब्बीम और मेरे शुद्ध रब्बीम मेरे शुद्ध यहीद वे आकुल मेरे शुद्ध जो वे यानिया बिरशुद शनिया वन इज नॉट लायबल फॉर द ट्रांसफर ऑफ वन डोमेन टू अनदर अनलेस ही ट्रांसफर्स एन ऑब्जेक्ट ऑफ मिनिमम यूजफुल साइज एंड वी सी व्हाट दैट to a public domain and a private domain is a place that is 10 tefahim tall, 4 by 4 tefahim wide, or a place with 4 mechitzot, as we'll see in the next chapter. An example of a place with 4 mechitzot is a house. So one would only be liable unless he transfers an object of minimal useful size, again, either from a private domain to a public domain or from a public domain to a private domain by detaching the object from one domain and depositing it from to another domain. Uh, and we're going to see the uh, exact definitions of akira and hanaha, detaching and dis uh, and depositing in the next halakha, in the next chapter. However, if one detached and did not deposit, or if or if he deposited without detaching, or if he uh, transported an object that is less than the useful size, one would be exempt. So to anyone who transports from the beginning of four amot to the end of four amot in a public domain, one is only liable once he detaches uh, the object from one side of the four of the of the four amot in the Rishut Arabim until he places it to the other side of uh, the four amot in Rishut uh, Harabim. And so from this halakha we see that there are three elements that one would be hayav for the melakhav hotsa'a uh, then being akira, hanaha, and hotsa'a. <clears throat> one who throws an object or passes an object from one domain to another, uh, one would be liable uh, as it is a derivative of motzi. Similarly, throwing or passing an object the distance of four amot in a public domain constitutes uh, a derivative of hotza'a and one would be liable. If one throws an object backhandedly, he is exempt. If one transfers part of an object from one of the two domains to another, he is exempt until he has transferred the entire object from one domain to another. For example, a basket that is filled with different objects, even if it is filled with mustard seeds, 
and he transferred one, transported one uh, the majority of the basket from one reshut to another, patur, he would be exempt. He is exempt until he transports the entire basket. And so to anything of this sort. As a vessel that contains many things, the entire vessel is considered one uh, object. Hamotzi, ben bimino ben bisimolo, ben betoh heko, oshi yatsa be maot serurin lo bisdino, hayab, mi pene shehotzi kederech hamotziin. One who transfers with his right hand or with his left hand or with his hand in his bosom or his chest, or whether one walks out with money tied in his uh, garment, he would be liable as he is transporting objects uh, that in, in a manner that objects are typically transported. So to uh, anyone who transfers an object on his shoulder, he would be liable. Despite the fact that uh, whatever he is carrying may be more than 10, 10 uh, tefahim in Rishut Rabim. That taller than ten tefahim in Rishut Rabim is something called mekom petor, as we'll explain in the, ne in the next uh, few halachot. That mekom uh, petor is basically no man's land, if you want to call it. And despite this, you still can't carry on your shoulder, despite the fact that it is uh, mekom petor. Sheken haya masa ben kehat bamishkan lemala measara as the sons of Kihat also carried their burden on their shoulders that was more than ten tefahim above the ground. As the Pasuk says in Sefer uh, Bemidbar, Perek Zayin, that they would carry on their shoulders. And the nature of all the various types of work, as we mentioned uh, previously, is inferred from what was done uh, in regards to uh, the Mishkan and for the source you can look at uh, for Harambam source in this halakha uh, about the uh, the Melachot of the Mishkan uh, that we learn the Melachot from the, all the Melachot on Shabbat from the making of the from the work and making of the Mishkan uh, you can look at the Masechet Shabbat Daf Mem Tet Amud Bet Bet and the, now we're going to talk about things that are not are typical, are different ways that ways of transporting something that are not typically done. However, one who transports something with the back of his hand, with his mouth, with his elbow, with his ear, with his hair, if um, one had a pocket sewn to his clothes with the mouth of the pocket turned downwards, ben beged leveged between two articles of clothing, umin alo, uf sandalo, patur, or with his shoe or with his sandal, one would be exempt. As he did not transport an object in the typical way people transport objects.
one who transfer, transports a burden on his head. If the burden was heavy, for example, a full sack, or a box, or a cupboard, or something of this sort, that he would put on his head and hold it with his hand, he would be liable. As things are typically transported in this fashion. And we find that this individual is basically uh, transporting the object with his hand or with his shoulder. However, if he took a light object, for example, if he took a garment or a knife or a book on his head and transported it, and he isn't supporting the object with his hand, he would be exempt. As he did not transport the object in the fashion that objects are typically transported. As people typically do not carry objects on their heads, especially lighter objects. One who transports an object from the beginning of four to the end of four in a public domain, despite the fact that he transported them above his hand, above his head, and assuming it would be above ten tefahim, that would be a makon pitor, he would still be liable, as we mentioned in the previous halakha. One is permitted to move objects in a public domain within an area of four amot by four amot that are in the place that he is standing throughout the entire space of this square of four by four. And according to one's uh, personal uh, cubit or amma, and amma was uh, an arm's length, we uh, we measure we measure the four amot according to him. And we mentioned before that uh, this space of four amot uh, is basically one's personal space. If an individual was uh, undersized or short. We give uh, this individual uh, the space of four amot of an average person. And uh, we, it was taught by the Torah that when it talked, when it refers to the Torah in this week's uh, parasha, inshallah. Uh, uh, when it says shevu ishtahtav, that uh, abide every person in his personal space, that one may not uh, carry an object or move an object outside the square of arba amot, for amot, as it is, this pasuk is talking in reference to the man.
that the man would fall outside the tents of the Jewish people, and the Jewish people would have to bring the man to their tents. Sorry, the Jewish people would have, sorry. On Friday, the man would fall double the amount that one uh, would take uh, one portion for Shabbat and another por one portion for Friday and one portion for Shabbat. And as a result, there would be no need to leave uh, the, their personal space of four Amot. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu instructs the Jewish people, that every Jew may not leave his place on the seventh day. This place obviously referring to uh, outside of the four Amot. That one uh, may not move objects outside uh, the square of four by four, uh, only within it. And its measurement is equal to that of a person with his hands or legs uh, stretched, uh, stretched out. If there were two people and their four amot squares overlap, some of one's four amot square overlap with another four amot, a person's four amot square, they may bring food and eat it there together. Provided that neither of them transfers anything from his individual uh, for Amot uh, region to his neighbor's for Amot region. <clears throat> if there were three people and the square of uh, the second person is fully covered by the other two people, that the middle person may eat either with either he may eat with either person either the person on his left or on his right and vice versa but the two people on the outside of the middle person may not eat together from the halakha that we just mentioned, uh, we learn that one person may pick up an object in a public domain, hand it over to a second person who is within the first person's for amot uh, space. Then then the other, the second person may transport an object to a third person who is next to him, and provided that they are within each other's four amot, uh, and they may do so continued uh, to 100 people. Despite the fact that this object is being transported uh, many, 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 many amot on Shabbat, it is permitted that for each individual in this case uh, is only moving the object within his four amot uh, space and it is permitted to do so uh, continuing for a very long time.
הלכה יוד זין. הואיל ויש לו לאדם לטלטל בכל המרובע שלו, שהוא ארבע אמות על ארבע אמות, נמצא מטלטל באורך אלכסונו של מרובע זה חמש אמות ושלושה חומשי אמה. Since one may move an object throughout the square whose dimensions are four by four, he may also move it diagonally, the length of which is five and three-fifths amot. לפיכך, therefore, אין המעביר או הזורק ברשות הרבים חייב עד שיעביר חוץ לחמש אמות ושלושה חומשי אמה. Therefore, if one transports an object or throws an object in a public domain, he is not liable unless he transports it for more than five and three-fifths אמות. בכל מקום שאמרנו, בתחילת ארבע, לסוף ארבע, או המעביר ארבע אמות חייב, in any place that we mentioned, a distance of four amot, or we've said that if one transports an object uh, four amot, then he would be hayav. Hu metehilat ha'alachzon she'l'arba amot ve'ad sofa. It is to be understood that we're talking to about one end to one end diagonally of the square whose side is four amot to the end. And if one transports an object for less than this, this distance, he would be exempt. Final halacha, halacha yudhet. Nimtza kan shalosh midot. We find now uh, three different measurements of distance. Ketzad. And in these, in, in these three uh, measurements of distance, Mehila, here, sorry. Harambam here is going to basically summarize a bunch of what we've, we've talked about in this chapter about Hotza'ah. We find three different measurements. If one um, picks up an object at one point in a public domain and puts it down in another public domain, if the distance that he transported the object is less than four amot, then transfer is permitted. However, if between the place that he transferred was four if he if he transported the object more than four amot, but less than five and three-fifths amot, he would be patur, he would be exempt from midya uraita, but he would still be hayab midya rabanan. Hayab enehen hamesh amot ushlosha humshe amma b'shaveh, hareze hayab, shareha evira hefetz chutz le'alachsono shelim ruba. However, if the distance is five and three-fifths cubits or more, he would be hayab as he transported the object further than the length of the diagonal of a Four by four amot square. Hashem, tomorrow, later today, we'll study uh, the 13th chapter of the Chochabat.